We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack-A-Day Podcast. The Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast is here, which means the weekend is almost upon us, which is good news for, I guess, most of us that work our normal weekday schedule. I am half of your Thursday crew, Jason Perrone. You can follow me on X slash Twitter at Jason Perrone. I'm also over at Game on Wisconsin, where I do the Quick Slides Podcast, which is currently on a bit of a hiatus, pending any Packers news. And with me, as always, of Packer Report is Mark Eckel over in beautiful Myrtle Beach. Mark, what did you, let's just start off with, uh, obviously the Super Bowl just took place. What was your thoughts on the game? It's a very entertaining game, in my opinion. Yes, I love, it was, you know, this is one of the few years where I I didn't really have a rooting interest because I didn't, I, 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 I can't root for the 49ers because I just don't like the 49ers that much. Right. For obvious reasons, being a Packer fan, but even besides that, I just, they're not, they're not a team that I, Root for, and I'm not a big Kansas City fan. I'm tired. I mean, I admire the hell out of Mahomes. I mean, how can you not, right? But I didn't want to see them win again, so I didn't. I didn't care. I didn't have a. I it's the first time in a long time where I didn't really have a team of like that I was pulling for. So in that sense, I just watched it, and it really was a good game. I didn't even mind when it was low. People, 
the people I was with, I was at a, I was at a party at a friend's house, and about twenty some people there. Most of them were like, "Oh, this is boring." This is ten. I don't mind good defense. I don't mind a defensive game. I really don't. I don't. I don't need forty-one thirty-eight. I like watching you know guys make big hits and 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 stop the other team sometimes. You know, so I just thought it was a good game right from you know. But what I found interesting in the game is if you look at it from the 49ers perspective, they probably should have lost to Green Bay. And I know we're a little biased when we say that, but they trailed for, what, 58 minutes in that game. Mm-hmm. So they could have easily have lost to Green Bay. They probably should have lost to Detroit if if Campbell wasn't such a you know tough guy and just kicked field goals. They probably lose that game to Detroit. So they probably should have lost their two points. But they probably should have won this game in a lot of ways, you know. So that, yeah. I, I found that kind of kind of interesting. And that in the fact that Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he looked he did not play well. That 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 team didn't play well for what two and a half quarters, right? But they stayed in the game. And if if Mahomes is in the game, he's probably going to find a way to beat him. Yeah. Except and- he, except except against Joe Barry's defense, he can't, couldn't beat him. There are just there's weird anomalies out there in the NFL all the time. But we know how the game ended. It was very exciting, very entertaining. I was personally very pleased with the outcome. I was more for the Chiefs than the 49ers. I'm just the Niners have been a, a thorn in the side for a long time. And so right. the bitter part of me is, is does not allow me to be a fan of theirs. Never been a huge fan of Kyle Shanahan either. I don't know what it is about him that just irks me or bugs me. So speaking of him and then we can move on to Packers talk because what we're going to talk about today with regards to the Green Bay Packers are the top pending Packers free agents that we hope and want the team to to keep or bring back. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But before we do that, Mark, the big the big one of the big storylines coming out of the game was the overtime and knowing the rules and that whole that whole thing. And Shanahan has since spoken to the media a couple times since and said, oh, we, we, we wanted the ball first because then we would get the ball third. All the other stuff that has been said uh, for all of the gnashing of teeth that I did this past season when the Packers were struggling with. Matt LaFleur and the leadership and stuff like that. To see that happen in a Super Bowl was very eye-opening to me. Well, you would have kicked off? Well, first of all, yes. Yes, I would have. Based on the way that the overtime is formatted, yes, I would have deferred. To me, it was more of just the the appearance that I'm not sure that they were 100% prepared for overtime as far as understanding what they want to do and and knowing what the format was. Yeah, I'm more, if I'm a 49er fan, I'm much more upset that players came out and said they didn't know the rules. Yeah. Whereas Kansas City players said, oh, yeah, we prepared. We went over this. We had a, we had it all figured out what we were going. Wow. Wow. That's all I guess about that is that how do we, how do you go to the Super Bowl and not know the Super Bowl rules? I mean, mm-hmm. if, you know, some guy on the Giants says, hey, I didn't know the rules either. Well, you weren't going to Super Bowl. <laughs> so you didn't have to know the rules. If you're in that, you had two weeks to learn the rules. You know what I'm saying? You They beat the Lions two weeks ago. They knew they were in this – and you know the rule. I mean, I knew. The, I, I'll be honest. I knew the rules about the scoring part. I didn't know when I saw that clock dwindling down. I'm like, why isn't Kansas City calling timeout? And then I, my own, not my own brain said to me, oh, they must, they must not. The clock must not matter. Mm-hmm. They, they, they have to. But I mean, I didn't know that. I mean, my first reaction was, call. Why are you calling timeout? So I didn't know. I didn't know that rule, but I figured it out by thinking Andy reading that. You know, Andy guy's been around long enough to. To know what's going on, but for the 49er players to come out and say, "Yeah, we didn't, we weren't sure, we didn't know, we didn't know," wow, that's all I can say about that. Is how do you, a professional team in the Super Bowl, not know the rules? Is just baffling to me. 
Right. And then, you know, you're going to take the time to get there and, I, and make the and game. I don't know, and, there are new rules. I mean, I understand it's new, but that's why you need to know. You know, it, it, <laughs> Well, I was glad that I mean it, it kind of confused me a little bit when when the head ref was explaining it because I did not know. Okay, and I didn't know what the the rules were ahead of time, and so he mentioned that the, you know unless it's a defensive touchdown, then it's it's a whole new game, and each team will get a chance to possess the ball. Right, and he said, in, in, except for the, in the case of a defensive touchdown, and I said, or if the receiving team scores a touchdown. No, and. And then Romo, Tony Romo on CBS explained to everybody what was going on. Thank goodness, because I, I think a lot of us were kind of I, we, we we didn't know. We were kind of confused, all that other kind of stuff, too. So but, we didn't, but, but you're not in the game. No, I'm not. No, I'm not in the game. They're in the game. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And that's that's kind of that's kind of my point is that, you know, there's there's how would you, I mean, if we were sitting here as Packers fans and Green Bay was in San Francisco's shoes because. I could see something dumb like that happening too, right? And, and I don't know if it would be a lack of preparation or if players came out. I mean, how disappointed would we be if we're sitting here talking about, hey, the Packers got to a Super Bowl improbably. Somehow they, you know, they beat Detroit in the NFC Championship game after taking down the 49ers and the Cowboys, and then the game ended that way. I'd be crushed. Yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'd still say great, great, great season, but yes. I'd be crushed. Um, yes. I, I, I can relate back to it now. This wasn't the Super Bowl, but I forget and I forget the year even because the years blend together. But Donovan McNabb did not did know, not know about right? the overtime rules. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that story? Yes. The, the Eagles tied the Bengals and the game it ended in a tie. Nobody scored in overtime. It ended in a tie. And we're interviewing Donovan after the game, and he and he again he come out and said it. So it's not like we dug for it; he just volunteered it. Said, "Yeah, I, I thought we played another overtime." And everybody looked at him and said, "Huh?" Yeah, I think that was and in two thousand and eight, right around there. Yeah, it and was. In, yeah, yeah, it was. It was two thousand eight. You're right. Correct. It was in. Yeah, it was in. It was in two thousand and eight. And listen, I mean, it's easy to nitpick and all that other kind of stuff, but. For as good as the 49ers were, and you know that whole underdog thing, just that I also thought that was cheesy. Because they were the, favored every game this year, every game. They, them game. acting like they were underdogs was, yeah, they were favored in every game, and, every and it game. just the way it all went down. It's like, look, you know what? That's one more year of having all those players that should have gotten you a championship, and you didn't win. So you're one year away from from disbanding and losing those players and not being as good. So. I can I can dig it. The other thing, Mark, and I think we might have talked about this. I don't know if, if we if we communicated about it, but the last three times that the 49ers have made it to the Super Bowl, they've gone through the Packers to get there in one one round or another. And so maybe they should change up their strategy and stop beating Green Bay. There you go. I'm all for that. Because you know you can still get to the Super Bowl by losing to the Packers in the playoffs. Um, so, but uh, anyway, obviously that doesn't it doesn't. Well, now really, here's. One more thing, and then we'll, we'll get off that and we'll talk Packers. But and I don't even know if this happened today. So the game went overtime, right? It's a great game. I mean, nothing. Listen, you were happy. I was kind of happy, I guess. I was happy because I bet Kansas City. But so I mean, both teams. It was a good game, right? Went mm-hmm. overtime. Anybody yep. could could have won. Game Kansas City won. They Kansas City won the Super Bowl, and then gave their defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola a three year extension yesterday. Mm-hmm. Good for him, right? Yeah, did a great job. San Francisco were in the game till the very end, but they lose. They fire Steve Wilkes today. Yeah, they fired him. Uh, talk about you know what a business, right? I mean, 
San Fran could have easily have won that game. Here, one guy gets an extension and probably a nice raise, and the other guy gets gets fired, which is pretty. I think that's pretty harsh. Is that Shanahan just picking some blaming the blaming it on Wilkes? Yeah, yeah, it, it has to be. I mean, it has to be either that or there was some just a, a difference in philosophy. You know, the I Packers that yeah. the, the Packers did better at the end of the season. Joe Barry's defense played well in some games. They had, you know, some some good performances and Matt LaFleur still decided, hey, it's time to move on. Kyle Shanahan might have thought the same thing or might have said, really? hey, it's if I keep Wilkes around and we don't make a Super Bowl, we don't get back, we don't win it again, we're both going to be gone. So sometimes it's self-preservation. I have uh, yeah. I have no idea. I think, I think Wilkes pretty good coach. Yeah, he was he was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. No, that didn't last long. It didn't end well. He obviously yeah, got let go. But head, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I was I th- I was not shocked, but let's say this. And we and we had talked about this when the Packers after the Packers beat the Cowboys and they had the had what you just said a couple minutes ago. The Packers would have held on and beat San Francisco, and then they would have beat the, and then beat Detroit in Detroit. And then got to the Super Bowl and lost to Patrick Mahomes. But guess what? You're not the only team to ever lose Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Especially after beating him earlier in the year. That would have been really tough to beat them twice. But anyway, so the Packers get to the Super Bowl and they lose to Kansas City in a good game. I'm not sure Joe Barry would have been fired. That's a great question. It's a, it's well, a really know, it, it's really hard to know. The way that the way the Packers typically operate, I would think the chances are low that he would have been let go if they won it all. I mean, that's kind of what we were saying during the playoffs was they have if they get to the Super Bowl, he's fine. If mm-hmm. anything short of that, he'll probably get fired. Get let go. He got he, they came up short. He did get fired, but I think it's hard to fire an assistant coach when you go to the Super Bowl. But hey, you got to do something, I guess. Yeah, um, and that's what yeah, that's what San Francisco did. So we'll see who they bring in, and it's, it'll be interesting. They've got plenty of talent on the yeah. defensive side of the ball. They could probably use some help in the secondary, and then you you know obviously going from Drake Greenlaw, who who uh, that, that, himself yeah. to. Oren Burks, who we're all familiar with, and it was the same story the Packers experienced when Oren Burks had to play a lot on defense, which was bad. He was good on special teams. He was not very good on regular regular defensive duty. So, well, that's I'm glad you brought it up. That 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 hasn't gotten brought up enough. I mean, everyone's saying how, oh yeah, Kansas City adjusted and got Kelsey the ball. Blah. No, the the one of the best cover linebackers in football tore his Achilles. Yeah, and, and they had to put a or like you said, Oren Burks in. That's why Kelsey got better. And that kid didn't adjust. They, if Greenlaw doesn't get hurt, Kelsey doesn't have a big game. I'm, I'm, I mean, he was doing a great, great. He would, to me, if San Francisco would have held on to won that game, like it was ten three. If say they won the game, whatever, seventeen to six or something, I would have made a good case for him being somebody on defense, being MVP. Sure, you know, and it may be him because he really he put a blanket on Kelsey in that first half. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash wire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. I get so tired of the, and it, I know it happens, but I I used to get, I got so tired of all of the theories of the Packers would have made the Super Bowl if David Bakhtiari just doesn't get hurt. The Packers would have made the Super Bowl if, they, you know, if so-and-so doesn't get hurt. That If, you know, this injury costs, you know, it's like, look, come on, like, it's so I I get it. I, I understand it, but it's it's so one of the most frustrating parts of being a football fan is that injuries are a part of the game. Injury. You're gonna have to deal with yes. the loss of players when you're you're talking about a starter level or obviously a, a Pro Bowl level caliber player, then the drop off is gonna be huge. Right. And and that's that's the other tough part is that going into this next season for all the promise, literally for all the promise that that this team has has. And there's been a lot of talk about how high the ceiling is for the 2024 Green Bay Packers, how good their odds are to go to the Super Bowl, how Jordan Love has the shortest odds of any quarterback in the NFC to be the you know to, to be the MVP. Right. Of, of NBC, or, uh, NFC, not NBC, NF, NFC quarterbacks and all that kind of stuff. And all I keep thinking in the back of my mind is. If they stay healthy, if they stay healthy, mm-hmm. if he's healthy, if he doesn't get hurt, if there's no injuries, right. it's it's so frustrating. It's not like you can plan for it, but you almost kind of need to plan for it. You know, you almost kind of need to plan for it. And I know that's not the talk, topic of this week's show. We can talk about it on another on another show. Obviously, the easy target or the easy the easy example for this conversation would be Christian Watson, which is oh, it's yeah. like, look. You know, at this point, this dude ain't playing 16 games, right? So if you know he's not playing 16 games, what are you, Brian Gutekunst, doing and handing over to Matt LaFleur and the coaching staff to make sure that this offense doesn't go to crap for the four weeks that he's going to miss five, six, however many week games he's going to miss? Because until he plays 16 or 17 games, I don't believe he can play 17 games. But another story for another day. So, Well, the only thing I'll say is, yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm with you 100% about if this guy didn't get hurt, if that guy didn't get it. But I'll say this. I'll say two things. One is, the last time the Packers won the Super Bowl, I believe they had 15 Everybody or 16 guys on yes. the reserve. Yes. And they, and they still found a way to win the Super Bowl, including lo- losing three very good players in that game. Right. Including Hall of Famer Charles Woods. Yes. 
and Donald Driver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, they, they, yeah. And then the only time I'll say the Packers should have gone to Super Bowl if the Packers should have gone to Super Bowl if Bostic wasn't on special team. Yes. That's all I'll say about that. Brand, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, all right, pending free agents for the Green Bay Packers, let's go through the list of unrestricted. We're just going to do the unrestricted free agents and we'll talk right, about who we most want back. So, we've got cornerback uh, Corey Ballantyne, Yash Neiman, Keyshawn Nixon, Darnell Savage, Jonathan Ford, A.J. Dillon, Eric Wilson, Josiah DeGuara, Tyler Davis, Jonathan Owens, John Runyon, and uh, Christian Uphoff, who was a safety. So, Christian Welch. Okay. Linebacker. I'm reading it off of USA Today. The linebacker who played special teams. Right now. I, I'm reading Uphoff off of usatoday.com. So, um, I guess I don't I don't know if they've did, made a typo That's there or yeah. what it was. Because the date... And there are two two restricted ones, but we're not going to. As Robert Rochelle and Patrick Taylor. Got it. Okay. So as far as as that list, I mean that's that's a you know there's a couple names on there that that we could go with here, but as far as like the player that and and there's there's some good arguments to be made about a bunch of the guys on this list. I think we can eliminate some that didn't play much. I mean, even Tyler Davis, you you could make a case for because he was he was a key special team player that they lost in the preseason last year. And so, and Eric Wilson, even though he didn't play a bunch on defense and he's not somebody you want regularly playing on defense, he was good on special teams. And so do you keep him? I mean, there's, there's some good arguments to be made here. Uh, I guess the easy question or the easy place to start Mark is of, of all of those, who do you, who do the Packers absolutely have to bring back? None of them, (laughs) to be honest. And it's funny, I, I had this conversation with a friend earlier this week. This is one year where, I mean, there's always somebody. I say, oh, man, I hope they don't lose this guy. I hope they keep so-and-so. I hope, you know, I hope, you know, the bidding doesn't get crazy. I hope they sign him be, before the market opens and he doesn't get a big offer. So, listen, I would, almost every one of the 12 that, that we mentioned, if they bring one of, if they bring, if they bring the guy back, I'd say, I'll say, okay, they must, they must think enough of him that they brought him back. If they don't bring any of them back, I'll say, well, they must have a plan to replace all twelve of these guys because there's not a there's there's not anyone that I that I think Runyon is is, is probably he played the most I think of all the guys on this list yeah but without a doubt because he played them he played every game he also made made the most money he'll probably get the most money from another team as well because of the fact he played and but I and again and personally. Because I'm friends with his father, yeah, I would love to see John Runyon back, but I can under I don't think he will be. I think they, they have his replacement already in Sean Ryan. And this is from what I'm I'm I've started to do a little bit a little bit of draft homework. From what I've been told, this is one of the best years for guards and centers in a long, long time. Matter of fact, I, I, I had a guy tell me, a scout tell me this is the first time that he can in his in his opinion, uh, it's the first time in a long time that he thinks the guards and center centers in this draft are deeper and better than the tackles so you, you don't have to you can get a guy as good if not better than Runyon in the draft and pay him or pay him rookie salary as opposed to paying John whatever he's going to get as a free agent so I think I guess I think he's the best one but if you're asking me of that list who's the one guy that I would want back is that, is that, yeah. That's, that, yeah, that's yeah let's go with that if you had to pick I'm gonna one go, I'm going to give you a guy that you mentioned I'm going to say Eric Wilson and, and because of what you said, I think he was, I think he's probably, and again, I'm, I'd have to, I'm not there, but I'm just, just looking at numbers and looking at 
at what I watched all year, and I watched every game. I think he, I think he was their best special teams player. And special teams had its ups and downs this year. They weren't as good as we had hoped they'd be. They had some some mistakes, but they did some good things as well. I wouldn't want to lose. He's not going to cost you a lot. He he made one point zero eight million last year, so he probably gets a little bit of a raise just because he's another year in the league. So if he's going to make one point two or something, no one there's, there's not going to be a big demand for him. I don't think from other teams. So I, I think for a you know a reasonable price. I, I don't. I wouldn't want to lose the, the best player on a unit that was just average at, at best to be to begin with. Mm-hmm. So he's the guy that I would bring back. I mean, his as I wrote about him when I did a list of free agents. You know, if the Packers, if the Packers would have held on to win that game against the 49ers, he would have been one of the stars of the game for recovering Nixon's fumble on that kick return. Right. Yeah. So I just think he's a he's a kind of guy, and he's not. You know, he's a he's he, like as you said. A couple minutes ago as well. No, I don't want him playing a lot of defense, but he's not a bad backup. I mean, if he has to go in for a couple of plays because somebody you know got nicked or whatever, or he can do it. He's been in the league long enough that he, he he's not going to mess up. He, he's going to be where he's supposed to be. You know, he's a he's a decent backup linebacker, and he's like I said, in my opinion, their their best overall special teams player. So he's the one guy that I wouldn't want to lose of, of that list. Interesting. So. Yeah, I, I I like the argument there because and special teams was anything but this past season, and I think a lot of that had to do with the kicker, which is very different from the other skill players or the other the other players on the special teams unit. Obviously, the kicker is kind of a, like it's like golf. You know, you singularly alone strike the ball. I mean, I guess you have to have a good snap and you got to have a good holder, right? All that stuff too. But uh, Andres Carlson didn't. But the special teams in in general just weren't. They weren't overly great. I think if you've got somebody that can make a play. I mean, I think when Wilson joined the Packers a couple of years ago, the first game he was in, he had a block. I think he blocked a punt. Yeah. So he has the, the ability to, to do that and make a huge play like that. The awareness, the veteran presence, all that kind of stuff is very, very important. That's the reason why my choice out of all of those is, is Keyshawn Nixon. Okay. And I think it's because his he brings a really good mix of, well, first of all, I think he would prefer to stay in Green Bay and stay with this team. I think he likes being a part of this group, even when his buddy Rasul got traded. And I was kind of watching Keyshawn because I'm like, hey, he's a guy I could see getting a little disgruntled, upset, not happy. Like, you know, and he stayed in there and he, he Packer guy, good locker room guy, helped the young players, all that other kind of stuff. You know, he made a big play against the Chiefs. He intercepted Mahomes. He almost had a big kick return for a score. He did fumble. But you know, I mean, there was there was some good things. Good locker room guy, and I think he is not going to break the bank. I think he's almost kind of like if the Packers want him back, I think they could. I think they could do so at a reasonable price. But I don't know if he's the dime back. I don't want him back as the nickel. I think the Packers need to upgrade there. I agree. So I was just going to ask you. And the question is: Is will he as a re- as a returner, as a returner, as a return, as a return, as a return guy, and a guy to have in the locker room. Now I know that that's a lot of money to spend on on those some of those intangibles that don't actually happen on the field. But I I would just I guess for me that the rest of the list is just it's not anybody that I'm I'm like stick your neck out for. It's definitely not Darnell Savage. Like oh, okay, but I think the Packers are going to reset at safety. And so I, I think they'll I think they'll do what uh, you talked about, which is bring in a veteran from the outside, somebody that's affordable and draft a couple. You got Anthony Johnson as well. It just seems like they want to move on and they want to they want to change that room. Maybe Savage stays because he if he just if he can catch a football, 
then he would have made some really, really key plays. And that was a problem in previous years, too. He's dropped some interceptions. I remember, I think it was in 20, I think it was 2021. He dropped a pick in the, in the Vikings game in Minnesota that would have helped them win that game. Yeah. And just frustrating. Just so many frustrating moments. And even he came out and said, those will be interceptions moving forward. And it's like, okay, you had one legit, like, play the ball, pick six against the Cowboys. You had one gifted to you against the Vikings last year. It was a tip ball. And he caught it, took it back to the house. Fine. You know, good, good on him. But in the Niners game, we all don't know. I mean, if nothing else, the Packers would have gotten the ball back. I don't know if he would have housed it, but he could have, could have been a pick six. Right. So that's, so that's savage there. Now, AJ Dillon is going to cause a lot of eyebrow raising there too, because people like AJ Dillon and Packers fans get very emotionally attached to these players. We talked before the show in the Matt LaFleur offense, if you had to start over and you had to pick the right skill set for the Matt LaFleur offense, Mark, I already know your answer, but I'm pandering a little bit here for the sake of conversation. Is A.J. Dillon the kind of running back that you're choosing? No, I didn't want him. I mean, yes, from all indications, he's a very nice man. And that's, and that, and that's something to be in this day and age. There's that That's a plus. But no, I, I didn't think he was a good fit when they drafted back in, what, 2020, right? So, uh, yeah, I never thought he was a good fit. And here's my take on A.J. Dillon, because I, I kind of came around a little bit on him as, okay, maybe I thought he was. This year, this past season, he had the opportunity to show that he could be the guy. He could be the, a number one back. Aaron Jones was hurt a lot of the year, missed a lot of games. A.J. Dillon did not show me that he could be the guy. He, he disappointed me even more than I was disappointed to begin with. So, yeah, I don't think – I mean, listen, if he comes back on a cheap deal, I'm not going to be upset, but I think they can do better. Than AJ. That, that whatever back they draft or they sign another one is that whoever I would think it's going to be the guy that eventually replaces Aaron Jones because let's be honest we all love Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones will be back next year uh Gutenkunst made that kind of clear to us in the in the press conference that that he had but for how much longer I mean mm-hmm. let's, let's be honest the, the the clock is ticking on Aaron Jones both because of salary and because of age I and mean, let's be honest I mean running backs he's the Packers are fortunate in that you know Everybody used to rip Mike McCarthy for not giving Jones the ball enough. Well, we should be thanking him now because he's, he's prolonged Aaron Jones's longevity by not over, by not overusing him all those years. So he has he's he's like a you know a used car that doesn't have a lot of miles on it. So you might get a couple more years out of him, but the clock is still ticking. Let's be honest, right? So I think the next back they get is going to be is going to have to be the guy. That you know, and I don't think AJ Dillon will ever be the guy. So if they let him go, fine. Now if they bring him back on a one, and if they can get him, like I said, on a on a very friendly one year deal, just to run it through another, okay. But I'm again, I'm yeah, I'm not going to be upset if AJ Dillon leaves. With Nixon, now you brought up Nixon. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Again, the the money's the factor there. Now he's last year he signed a one year deal for like four million total. I can't get more than that, can I? I don't think I can. I mean, you know. They got other things they got to do and, and sign. And I, I mean, and like you said, you don't want him as a nickel. So that's less. Yeah. I don't know. I, if he wants to come back on. And again, it's like you said, like as you began your, your, your argument for him, he, I think he wants to be here. So that sometimes when a guy wants to be somewhere, they'll take a little less. And he's still, I mean, and I, I assume if he's not playing as much on defense, he'll probably do more return. I mean, cause Last year, he was he kind of split time with, with with Reed on punt returns. Well, punt returns are are not his forte. Well, he wasn't bad at it two years ago when, when he was the guy. 
No. Well, no, but and also in comparison to the guy that started two years ago who started the season as a punt returner, anybody else would have been better. But there was there were still some adventures. There were still some adventures. Like I remember being at the Cowboys game, and I think he caught a punt like over his 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 head and stuff like that. Like it's you know he's a he's a good kick returner. I think Jaden Reed is your punt returner if if he's healthy and able and and willing. But out of this well, list, I mean, out of this list here, I just I have a hard time putting myself in the shoes of Brian Gutekunst that we know with his habits and the way that he approaches things and saying who else would he say what we've just said about and say like, Hey, I think there's a value to bringing this player back. Now I say that. And if, if there's a close second to me, uh, it's Yash because you can't ever have too many good tackles. And even though he wasn't anywhere near as good this past season in, in rotational duty with Rashid Walker until Walker took hold of the job full time, he, he still knows the offense really well and he's played a lot of games and he started a lot of games. Is there, and obviously we need to know what the Packers are going to do in the draft, but what about Yash as another option? I don't. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't think so. I think he's. I, I know. I think he's definitely gone. I think. I think he may go somewhere else. Some team might take a chance on him because of what you listen. There's a lot of teams that need tackles. Mm-hmm. So a guy that, like you said, has played a lot of games. Somebody's going to give him a little bit of money. And now I think he something happened with him and the Packers because you, the Packers coaches very rarely say anything negative about the about the players he that remember when Stenovich kind of kind of ripped he kind of ripped Yash early in the season if you remember mm-hmm. yeah so that that set a bad precedent right there correct and Yash, yeah I, I and no nah, I think Yash is gone I, I don't think that I'll be real surprised if, if if he's back again a because I think they're he's not going to be a starter here he's, he's Walker has definitely moved to move past him I think they like Caleb Jones a little bit. Even though he didn't play, I think they, they keep him around for a reason. And again, they'll probably draft a tackle somewhere. So I don't yeah, I don't think and I think some team will get will will pay him to start, which means he'll make probably, you know, minimum five, six, some million a year. You know what would be interesting, uh, Mark is certainly not gonna pay him that to be a backup. To be a backup. Yeah, that's expensive. Well what would be interesting here is from how many years the Packers drafted tackles and turned them into guards and centers? What if in this deep center and guard class they draft a guard or a center and <laughs> turn them into happen. a tackle? <laughs> I, I don't think that will happen. I, I I try and listen, the offensive line in all seriousness, the offensive line has been a very big strength of Brian Gutekunst and his scouting team. Yeah. They've they've done very well with their offensive line. And so whatever they decide to do, 
I think they'll make they'll make a good decision there. Now, one name we haven't mentioned, and there's too many moving parts. We just don't know what's going to happen. Is David Bakhtiari? Right. You don't, you know, he's, he's not a free agent. He's, he's well, so well no, but no, he, he's he's not a, he's not a free agent. But as as far as uh, and I guess this goes along with the the Yash argument per se. I, I guess, and while we're talking about tackles, is if Bakhtiari's not going to play in Green Bay. Okay. then I don't know if that – I mean, the Packers already know what they're going to do. I don't know how much that changes our, our discussion. I mean, if the, the fact that they let Yash get to free agency, I think, is already kind of telegraphed how they feel about it. He's not a priority no. at this point. And so if he's back, then maybe something else went sideways or they didn't get the depth that they thought they were going to get in the draft. But I, I think if – and if I'm him, if I'm Yash, I'm, I'm looking to cash in. I mean, I'll, I'll go – I don't care. I mean, play for the highest right. bidder. He wants and he wants to start. I think. Yeah, of he's, course. Sure, in his mind, he feels he, he's a starter. Well, keep, he, and, and keep in mind, yeah, exactly. And keep in mind too that you don't make you know the, the the guys that you know shocker the guys that make the most money in the NFL are the ones that start because they play the most. And if you play more, you make more money because that's how the contracts are laid out. Even if the roster bonus per week is small, it's still something. So you don't make any more money than if you're a starter and playing full time. I was surprised, to be honest with you. I was surprised. Yeah, and maybe they tried, or you know, but didn't get anything what they wanted. But I thought he might have been a guy that that got traded at the deadline last year. Yes, I, I thought some team that was, you know, maybe had a tackle and there was you know tackles get hurt too. That there was a team that might have lost a tackle that said, hey, let's let's get the, you know, like you said, because he has played. He's played mm-hmm. a lot of games in the mm-hmm. league. Yep. And give the Packers a, a mid-round pick or something. Yeah. It yeah. didn't happen. So either the Packers weren't going to give him up or they weren't getting I – I, I wouldn't have traded him for a seventh-round pick. I mean, that, that's silly. Because if he leaves as a free agent, the Packers will probably get a compensatory pick for him next year. He would, right? yeah. You would think, right? I mean, he'll be part of the equation. Yeah, he'll, be, right. he'll definitely be part of that equation there for sure. I think we can, yeah. So Yash, okay. So you, so Yash is a, you know, is was a no. I mean, we already gave our our choices here. I, I think we both can agree. Josiah DeGuara is gone. His days in Green Bay yeah. are over with. Yeah, I think so. Tyler yeah, Davis, I, I just, you know, hopefully, hopefully he's healthy. If, if he's healthy, I think the, the I think Brian Gutekunst, Matt Lafleur have shown that they both like him. I think if if Davis is healthy, I think they'll probably try to bring him back. If yeah. they can, I don't. I, I don't know if he would get a chance to play anywhere else after after an injury like that and having only been a special teamer. I think his value to Green Bay is probably higher than he would be somewhere else. But maybe you know, maybe they they hit the reset button there because of the the tight ends that they they had a you know a great tight end class here. Right. Now you were a big fan of Jonathan Owens, but I think that might have had something to do also with who comes along with Jonathan Owens. <laughs> now he did he did have a uh, and obviously I'm talking about Simone Biles, his wife, but he did play much much better. I was really really down on him at the beginning of the season, but he did play much much better down the stretch. Now he's still not a a great starting caliber safety, and on a team that has proven to have a lot of hopes. And aspirations for 2024. I, I, I mean, I think you're safer putting Jonathan Owens out there than putting some rookies out there. If you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, in the draft, you might find like a great center fielder, safety, and uh, and fast, and and it checks all the boxes and plays better. But it's just you don't know that going into into week one. But Owens is another name that I thought could be higher on the list than not, even though he wasn't either of our choice. Right now, he's. He's on my list. Yeah, I mean, I, if they bring him back, they're telling me that they liked him, that he graded out well, you know, on the co- by the coaches. And again, 
he made he made a one point oh one. He made basically just over a million dollars last year, one million ten thousand dollars. So he's not going to get that big a raise. He'll probably play for you know one point something. So again, not not going to hurt their cap situation a whole lot. And he also was, you know, he's a special teams guy as well. Mm-hmm. Especially if he's not starting at safety, yep. he's going to play a lot of special teams. Yeah, I, I could see him back. I could see him. Uh, but again, if the if they don't bring him back, I'm not going to be. Oh my God, I can't believe they let John Owens go. I mean, they they know what they're. I'm gonna I'm gonna trust the pack, the coaching staff, and the and 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 Goody and his crew to make the right decisions on these guys because, like I said, none of them are, um, you know, deal breakers for the team here. I mean, and I don't think again. I don't know. I don't think there'll be a, a lot of teams. There might be. It only takes one. I mean, you yeah. know, Owens. You know, he was out there as a long time as a free agent last year be, before the Packers signed him. You know, he he started for Houston and he was available. The Packers brought him in. So again, and and got him. You know, got him for a million dollars. So yeah, if, if they bring him back, that's fine. You know, to be, and he might. You know, even if they do draft a rookie, maybe it's it's one of them things where. Owen starts until the rookie's ready. Mm-hmm. We've seen that, you know, we've seen that happen in the, with Packer teams in the past, where they'll they'll start the, the veteran for a couple games until the rookie's got his feet on the ground well enough to say, "Okay, it's your time now." Yeah, yeah, and that's I think that's another part of the of the upside of the Packers going into this offseason is they don't have to worry about handing out a huge contract to re-sign a player. They can either. Everybody already did. They can. Well, and Jordan Love's going to get paid too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you can use that money to extend your own guys. Make sure that that your players that you want to extend that are eligible for a contract that you want to keep. You can. You've got money to there. You can go and you can you can get yourself some veteran players if you want. I don't think Brian Gutekunst is going to go 2019 here. I don't. I don't think it's going to be like a Zadarius Preston Smith, no, Adrian Amos no, type no. offseason at all. They don't. They don't have that kind of cap space, but. They it's they just they more flexibility that they have for themselves here with building a team for next year. And they've got so many parts that are coming back. And I think I just, you know, on offense, it's it's a lot of young players, too. I mean, they have young players on defense, too, but there's a little bit more more of, you know, more aging. And we did talk about some of the the other players, too, like you got Devondre Campbell and some of those other guys, too, that uh, that very, very likely may not be back with the team, too, depending on what they do. I mean, they're either going to have to, he's going to have to change his contract or they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to end up moving on from him with the June 1st as a designation. So, but it's, it's another reason to feel there's good upside for the Packers here because they're in a position of, of advantage of not having to throw money at, at players and overpay players. And they can go into the draft here and replenish in, you know, as far as the interior offensive line, it's a good year for that running backs. You can always find in the mid rounds, not that you can find an Aaron Jones, you know, Aaron Jones is absolutely irreplaceable when you put all of, all of the the components that are him together, but you can start to try to find the skill set, the running back that's that can take over on the field, at least from a, you know, from a physical play standpoint there. And they're, they're in great shape. I mean, I, I think this was, you know, this was good. So you, you have Eric Wilson and yeah. for, for good reason. And mine was Keyshawn Nixon. So two, uh, defensive players there and special and special teamers. Though so there was a common thread there, special teams, right? Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, mine was all about special teams because I, 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 like I said, I thought he was their best special teams player, and I didn't want to, you know, why lose a guy, you know, that you know, they kind of need him more, than, you know. And again, they all come cheaply. Yeah. Um, so that was my thinking there. That was your thinking there. So 
now that we're in, now that we're officially into the offseason, I always like to you know keep tabs on on what's happening there. I would imagine since the Packers have been done for three weeks now, it's it's probably set and and all that kind of stuff. But with draft season coming up here, and now that the Super Bowl has happened, does that mean anything, or does that change anything for you on what's going on over Packers? Well, no, I've, been, I've been doing a series on um, breaking. I I talked to an NFL scout who went over to Packers position by position for me. And I've been running that series. So what's up now is the wide receivers and what he thought of them. And coming soon, or maybe depending on what time you're listening to, listening to us, it might already be up, is the offensive line. And his thought, the scouts' thoughts on the Packers' offensive line. Quarterback, running back have already run. Like I said, uh, wide receivers is the latest one up, and offensive line is coming next. Okay. And, and then we'll go, you know, tight ends will come up, to, and then we'll go to defense. And it'll, it'll run through the end of the month. Got it. Got it. So both Mark and I will be on a hiatus next week. We're both uh, in uh, out of out of pocket. So there won't be a well, we won't be on the Thursday edition of the Packet A podcast. So you will hear us once again in two weeks from now at the end of February. We'll see what's happened between now and then. We'll break down all the happenings and such. Uh, but in the meantime, bon voyage, Mark. Safe travels. Yep, thanks. And we'll uh, we'll catch everybody in, in a couple weeks. Hope everybody's week is going well. Wind it down. Enjoy the weekend. All those good things. And as always, go Pack Go. the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done